How many of you came tonight to receive your healing? Let me see your hand. Good. I want you to notice I didn't ask how many come to be prayed for because if that's what you come for, that's all you get to prayer. But healing comes by faith, by believing. Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. I want you to pay particular attention to what I say tonight. In Acts 14, 8, And in Lystra a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never, heard, never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. Said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Now I want you to notice it says that this man was crippled from birth, never walked. And he heard Paul speak. Well, he had to hear Paul talking about people being healed. And it caused faith to come into him. And Paul realized that and said to him, stand on your feet. But now I want you to, I want you to realize that. He had faith. He still couldn't walk. Paul told him to stand up on his feet, and he still couldn't walk. It wasn't until he leaped to his feet that anything happened. He put action to what he heard Paul speak. Then Paul told him to rise and he had faith and believed and began to leap and walk. To be healed... You have to hear the word, believe the word, and act on the word. I don't know. I was young, 10 years old, maybe 11. I don't know. Dad was preaching at a church down in East Texas. And it wasn't, you know, some of you people only know dad in his latter years. You didn't know him in the early years when we preached in little churches that wasn't any bigger than this section sometimes, you know, back in the early days. And But there, there's probably, the church probably hold 200 maybe, and it was full that night. He preached. Now, many of you don't know really know him. Y'all know him as a teacher. But he would preach. You ever heard him? How many of you ever heard him? Heard him preach? Heard him teach? How many of you heard him? You ever heard him quote scripture real, real fast? He used to preach. That's what he would preach for 35 minutes, like that. That that just like that. He wasn't a long-winded preacher. He was, he, he was an evangelist, and then God changed him to being a teacher. And they said, "Go teach my people faith." But he was an evangelist. So, now, he had preached the message, and at the end of the message, he said, I hear the Lord saying, if you got anybody here that's got anything matter with your legs, get, come on down here. And it was a church that 
had had altars down the front. Anybody remember when we used to have altars in, down the front of the church? And so these people started coming. I mean, some of them having to be helped down there, and some of them was crippling down. One man, he was sort of, he, he was bent like this, and he just scooted. And found out later he had been in a fire and it had drawn up all of his ligaments and his muscles and he couldn't lift his legs. And so here they come. They started sitting down on the altar. One, two, three, four, five, this man. <clears throat> Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten people. So dad comes off the platform. He goes in front of the first person and says, run in Jesus' name. And that person jumped up and started crippling off <coughs> down the aisle. But when they came back up the other aisle, they were running perfect. He said that to the second one, the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one. There was this man. And he said, run in Jesus' name. That man, you never seen a guy scoot so fast in all your life. He was just... But when he come back up running the other aisle, he was running full blast. And he went on down the line. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It was a rather large lady. And uh, he went in front of her and he said, Run in Jesus' name. Now, I'm not trying to be, I'm going to do it exactly like she did it. She looked up at him and said, My God, preacher, I can't even walk, much less run. Just like that. I mean in a loud screaming voice. I'm serious. <laughs> and Dad looked at her and he said, Well, sister, you saw all these other people. They couldn't run either, but they did. Said, in fact, some of them had to be helped down here. And I noticed you got down there by yourself. It took you a little bit, but you got down there by yourself. And he said, these people ran. She said, I, I can't and I won't. Nine people were completely healed because they believed and received or put action to what they believed. When he said, run in Jesus' name, they believed that that's what they could do and they did it. She didn't. You know, nine people were healed and one wasn't because they never put action to their faith. Now, let's go to Mark 5, 25. Mark 5, 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard, the man in Lystra heard Paul preach. These people heard Dad preach. When she heard about Jesus... 
she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of this affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned him around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But the disciples said to him, You see this multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? He looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing into him and came and told, fell down for him and told him the story we just read. Now here's what I want you to get. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now it says here, back when we start reading this, it says that she had been to all the physicians of her day, many physicians, probably like a lot of people today that go from one medical hospital, one medical center, one university medical center to another and trying to get a, a different opinion and it all the same. Now it says that she had spent all of her money and was nothing better and rather grew worse. I don't know why the writer put that in there and Mark put this in here unless she had quite a bit to spend in the first place because if you didn't have quite a bit to spend in the first place was even what would be even the, why would you even mention it now, that's my thinking on it that ain't got nothing to do with the word I'm not trying that's just the way I see it it says when she heard of Jesus now how she heard I do not know where she was at, I don't know. Where Jesus was at, I don't know. Because the Bible doesn't tell us. It says when she heard. Well, she had to hear something about healing. Maybe she heard what Peter was, said when he was preaching. How, how Jesus, how God anointed Jesus Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. She had to hear that Jesus was healing or she would have never said, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be healed. And it says that when she, she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his, touched his garment. Now, I don't know where she was. I don't know where Jesus was. I do know that she had a condition that was taking her life. With every beat of her heart. She didn't know if it would be the last or not. With every breath that she drew into her lungs. She didn't know it, if it would be her last or not. But she heard of Jesus. She said, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be made well. I just imagine her sitting in her house. Number one, because she was had a blood condition you know anything about physiology at all 
you know that anybody with a blood condition is is very weak and does not move around a whole lot. But it says, when she heard of Jesus, she went and found him. I don't know where he was. But I know there was a crowd there because it says she came behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. Now you have to go back to Leviticus. She, Jesus hadn't died yet on the cross. She was still living under the Jewish law. You read that Jewish law in, in Leviticus and it says anybody with any kind of blood condition was not supposed to be out with general population. If they, if somebody come close, they're supposed to cry out, unclean, unclean, don't get close to me. I guess that's sort of like we are now. When somebody has that, whatever it was we had, you know, you wasn't supposed to get within six. You got to stay six feet apart. Hello? Maybe we can understand what they're talking about. <laughs> and we do know that there was a crowd because when she touched him, he said, who touched me? And his disciples said to him, and I'm going to paraphrase it, 23 language, 2023 language. Jesus, what's the matter with you? Look at this crowd around you. And you're saying, who touched me? You know, sometimes people just, you know, touch famous people. I don't know why. I mean, you probably, uh, y'all out here, y'all got the, I got the, got the warriors and you know and we got the thunder down there in Oklahoma City and and uh, I've been to to these games and professional football games and different college games and uh, you'll see people when they go to run in the tunnel you'll see people leaning over and you know <laughs> you know if, if, if you're there of course Durant played for the, and Westbrook both played, and of course, <laughs> played for the Thunder. And if they touch your hand, you're going to be a good ball player. <laughs> but have you ever been around where a certain famous person was and people were trying to get to, I mean, one of the presidents years and years and years ago came to, landed in Tulsa, and they had a picture and people pressed up against this chain link fence with their fingers through the chain link fence. And people behind them was pushing up. The people had their face planted against that fence because the people behind was trying to get, and he was just going by and just going by and touching the hand as they went by. What good does it do? In fact, somebody asked me, oh, you're going to go out there to see the president? I said, no. This was years ago. I mean, number one, I, I was in the Army. I spent three years in Uncle Sam's Army, and I dealt with uh, 
all this top secret stuff and all that, and I was around all kinds of big dignitaries, and so it didn't bother me none. You know, no, I mean, people. I've been, I've been in Pat Boone's house. I've sat and talked for 30 minutes with with Emmett Smith, uh, Deion Sanders. I got his ball in my. He's been in my office. Uh, I've I've been in a lot of, of of political people's in their presence. Hey, don't ever be impressed by a person. Be impressed by God and the things of God. And I, I mean, I'm a kid out here. My dad, I travel with my dad all over this state. And I, well, I, he picked me up, me and my sister up at Garland Junior High School. I just got out of the ninth grade. She was in the eighth grade. We drove to California, and we, were, and we took what we call it correspondence school then. They call it homeschool, I guess, now. And uh, for that for that whole year, and traveled all over this state preaching. I mean, all the way from... Crescent City to San Diego, from Torona out by the out in Death Valley, where the Borex plant is, all the way over to Redondo Beach on that side. I mean, all over the state. And I'm I'm I mean, he had he had he didn't have a he he had uh, uh, his uh, what I guess he had a C Newsom book that he always carried with him, Life of Faith. Never Increasing Faith by Wigglesworth. I don't know how many of them he wore out. I, he read them. And then he, he would always sell some Bibles that wasn't his. And uh, I would be back there, and people would come up and say, Can I touch you? I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, okay. Here. <laughs> but... This touch was a different kind of touch. It was a touch of faith. A lot of touches don't mean anything. But this touch meant something. And he said something that is very interesting. Power went out of me. But when he gets down here at the bottom of this... He said, daughter, your faith made you whole. He didn't say anything about his power, although the power was there. It's there in Acts 14 there, faith. Here, faith. I'm not going to go read it, but in Luke 5:17, when they couldn't get into the house, they took the man up and dropped him down, and it says when he said when he saw their faith, yes, he told a guy to get up and walk. Yes. Now let's go to Mark ten forty six. Mark ten forty six. Now they came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard, that's three times, heard, right? The man heard Paul preach. One with his shoe blood. When she heard, here, when he heard, 
It was Jesus of Nazareth. He began to cry out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called. They called the blind man saying, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. Now they told him to shut up before, now they're telling him to go. (laughs) Throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, I want to receive my sight. Then Jesus said, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. Here, this man sat by this road all the time. Now, Jesus went by with a crowd. In those days, if if one of the teachers, rabbi or teacher of the law, if they were going on a pilgrimage, they would usually walk. And those that were going, and they were probably on from my studying when I was in Bible college, they were they were probably going on their way to Jerusalem. And they others that were going with them would walk along when they come into a city, people in the city would walk with them and listen at the teacher teach until they got to the outskirts and they'd go back and some of the people that were going to go on the pilgrimage would keep walking with them. Now this this man is blind, so he can't see. So he had to ask somebody, what is all this commotion? Because you see, he's used to sitting beside of that road, but now it's a crowd of people. So he knows that something's going on. And he said, who is it? And they told him it's Jesus of Nazareth. And immediately he began to cry out. Then they told him, be quiet. I'm, I'm born and raised in Texas. And, and if we down tex, saying it Texas style, they would have said, shut up, you old blind beggar. He did not be quiet because he heard about Jesus. He heard it was Jesus. He had evidently he had to hear that this man Jesus is going around healing or he would not have cried out to him. And when Jesus asked him what he wanted, he said, I want to see. Now, Jesus stopped. He always stops at the cry of faith. And told him, come to me. Now, he got up from where he was. And he left his garment, it says. Well, from the same study that I talked about some other things. I studied this in school, Bible school, and you can study it in history too. In that day and age, many different people wore an outer cloak or a garment that signified their station in life. That garment said, I am a worthless piece of humanity. I am blind 
I am begging, I am worthless, I am nothing. But when he went to Jesus, he left that. That's his faith right there. I am not going to be that anymore. And Jesus said, what do you want? And he said, I want to see. Jesus said, your faith has made you well. All three of these heard and faith has made you whole. I want to go over here. I want to demonstrate something. This keyboard here, Patrick's got it all set up. I don't know what it's all, it's all set up. I mean, there's red lights here. There's red lights all over the place. Little... Little green light here that's got a twelve in it. Here's something over here that had well it had sixty eight in it and I pointed at it and it come up Patrick and it's reading something, analog, something, C of T. Now it says tone sixty seven. See it's got all this stuff. I mean it's all man, it's there's who it's hooked up to the power. There's the power. And and here it is. I mean, man, look at this. America's thing. All these lights are still on. This is plugged in. Everything. There's no sound though. It says something's here but nothing's happening. Oh. This little knob turns it on. It's the activator. It activates the electricity to allow the sound to be produced. That's exactly what faith is. It is the activator that activates faith. If you ever taken a chemistry class and you mixed up chemicals, anybody ever take a chemistry class in school or college? It mix up, mix up chemicals, and until you put a, what they called an activator in there, nothing happened. Right? You can hear, you can have faith, but until you put action, that faith, which is the action part, is the activator, and you will receive. How many of you are ready right now? to activate the power of God and be healed. If you are, you want to be healed, stand up.